0: back in and got people holding on they got a uh, every time's valuable all right you <clears throat> ready a tarantula spider can survive for how long without food dr levy what do you think uh four years i think four years okay uh-huh. four years okay what do you what do you say there miss oh. oh wow um, can I pick the same answer? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> she she sounded confident. I'm gonna go with that. All right. A tarantula spider sur- wrong. Yeah, a tarantula spider can uh survive for more than two years without food. So I said more than two years. So we can you know, four years is acceptable. Ding, okay. Ding 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 <laughs> ding. But anyway but yeah, no, that's I that totally blew my mind. I don't know how and the reason why I got spider questions here. Is because the, the, this is a time of year that the, you, you no sooner knock a spider web down, like in your house or in the barn, and you blink and turn around, and that thing is right back where it is. It's like, oh, excuse me. Yes. So the spiders have been very busy. So I've been, <laughs> and in fact, it, you know, one of the signs of, you know, you're going to have a long, uh, uh, snowy winter is that, uh, um, let's see, let's see, da-da-da-da-da. Well, obviously, one thing, I don't know if you noticed, Not I think it was Friday night or Saturday night, it says frequent halos or rings around the sun or the moon forecast numerous snowfalls. So right now it would mean the rings would mean um, lots of rain. We've been getting, you know, not lots, but, you know, quite a, bit of, quite a bit of rain. Okay, spiders spinning larger than usual webs and entering the house in great numbers. It signifies a long, <laughs> you know, and maybe snowy, cold winter. So that's why I decided. Yeah, to some, I, okay. So yeah, so right. don't get. Yeah, but, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> they are our friends. I'm not, you know. I'll take a Daniel landing long legs and I'll put them outside. You know, I don't smash. That is nobody. very nice. I don't smash them. You can say you can live, but you can't live in my house. <laughs> right.
1: I don't want them in my house either. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> but like I said, our barn. Oh my lord! It's just like I said. You no sooner knock them down, they're right back, and it's like, oh, oh I'm holy sure. So anyway, okay, Dr. Jessica Levy, uh, Holistic Vet, how can they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com.
0: Now you do over the phone consults and email consults along with in clinic, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. So just want to let people know that because a lot of people are doing that. I know I'm getting a lot of phone con- consults from myself. Okay. Were we talking about anything before we went to break? I totally spaced out. I was so interested <laughs> about the <laughs> turn no, list. <laughs>
2: We, we finished we finished talking about the dog
1: with the bladder stone.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to our next. Yes. We have, okay. We have another question for her.
1: We have Tanya and her dog has um, some nipping
0: and biting behavior going on. Okay. Let's talk to Tanya. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Good. What kind of dog do you got? So we have an 18-week-old
3: Bernie, Doody, Bernie Doodle.
0: Okay. 18-week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like any puppy class.
3: Yeah. How you had him in puppy class. Oh, we did. And
0: yes. Which and one? What's that? What's the dog's name?
3: Uh, Cooper. Not not in yours, but in another oh, one. Oh, okay. Um, okay. we live in the South Metro, so okay. I think um, he, and he does great. He's super smart. He knows sit, sit yeah. and stay. Yeah. Sit, you know, sit to stay. Please, he's he's a really smart dog. Yeah. But I believe that he, you know, wants the dominance still. Okay. For some reason, um, for instance. When we're tying our shoes, he'll nip at our laces consistently. Even if we, we say no or stop, he, he still does it. He and I'm—we're not sure if he thinks it's a game. Oh, it's a game. But then it becomes.
0: No, it's anger. a game. Yeah. No, it's a game. So why why does it become anger? What? How? Because he's
3: not getting his way.
0: I know. But then what? What does he do then?
3: Then he growls.
0: Okay. Are you sure it's a true growl, not just uh, just a oh, sassy
3: oh, no. pants? It's a full-on growl, and then it's a chomp down
0: on your hand oh okay what do you do what he nips at you or growls at you what have you been done um we we hold his collar from the back yeah
3: but then he literally turns himself upside down and will jump again. Yeah,
0: and I don't, that's what dogs do. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. You never, ever grab a dog's by a collar. Never. And especially adult dogs, you will get nailed and nailed bad. Dogs have a fighter-free instinct, yeah. and if they feel the restraint of somebody grabbing the collar, their immediate reaction is to whip around and nail them, Okay. okay. So, the thing is, is that I would try is your, uh, get your hair mister, plant mister, set it on stream. You know, fill it with water. Have you tried that? No. Okay, so, uh, hair mister, plant mister, you can get them at the travel section at, at Wally World. Sure. And anyway, uh, 99 cents. But anyway, so fill it with water, set it on stream, and carry it with you at first. And so then when he, let's say, do something that might, like, your shoelace or something. And so then when he goes for it, you blast him in the face with it because it's got the plain water. DP, first you go, ah! Uh, then I would use the word leave it, okay, if he's d- digging around with your shoelace or your, your shoes or whatever. I'd go, ah, blast, leave it, all right? And as soon as he backs off, just call me, say thank you, and then don't say good boy and don't pet him, all right, because too much hand action dogs, there's some dogs that really go nuts over the hand action, yep. all right, and start going for it even more. So then where's your ball? Or let's go over here or play the what is this game. Get him onto something else, okay? And then the thing, do you let him drag the six-foot nylon leash around the house? hmm Yep. Okay, good, good, good. And so then now, let's say he's walking by you and he's going after your shoelaces. You're standing upright. Okay, you're not tying your shoes. Mm-hmm. And if he goes after you, I blast him in the face. Ah! Or leave it. And as soon as he leaves it, thank you. All right, if you nipping at you, you know, mouthing at your arms, and, uh, your arms, there again. Now, um, you blast. You got to get that growl in there, though. They're in The low, slow, deep tones, A dog means you, you mean business. Because remember, Mom already taught him that. If they were digging around with Mom, let's say hanging off her lip, she'd give him a deep, slow growl. Like, get off my face. And if if the pup didn't listen, she'd quick pull out, grab him around the neck with her teeth and pinch him. And the pup would yelp like, I'm dying, I'm dying. Okay, and so then Ma slowly let go of the grip and the pup would slowly back off. And a little while later, the pup would slowly come back up to mom still ticked and mom would give a deep growl like still tick stay away from mom so they've already learned if you listen to the growl the correction doesn't come so you can still most people are know their dogs to death no 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 and so what it is is ah bad dog, or hey leave it Deepen your voice slow it down and then follow it up with the blast now some dogs uh what you can do the, the with the water they kind of go got it got it so then, what you're gonna go with half apple cider vinegar, half water, and just name and aim for the the nose or for the for the mouth, and just get that voice in there. Ah, no bite. Okay, the slower and lower, the more you mean business. And a tired puppy is a mouthy, jumpy, yucky puppy. And some dogs need more naps than others, and so that's why this usually happens the same time every day. You know, around the same time every day, or what?
3: It does early in the morning and late at night.
0: Okay, and so then the early in the morning, you just woke up. He's full of spitfire. Okay, and so then maybe what you got to try to do is a new routine. To re, do you have a fenced in yard or what's your routine during the day in the morning? You no, know,
3: our routine right away is take him outside, come back in and play for fifteen minutes, and then take him for a
0: walk. Okay, why are we playing in the morning? <laughs> don't play in the morning <laughs> don't play take him for a walk you want to be no tug of war games no wrestling games that teaches a dog to be pushy about towards you if you want to play tug or wrestling that happens later like when they're a year year and a half where now that you've laid good manners you want to create the manners you need at this time so then that way there you're going to be an a she's going to grow up to be a, a, a well-mannered adult dog and not a pushy dog and see the pup at this age is testing you to see what what you are going to do about a situation okay and so that's why like i say you get that growl in there ah, 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 wrong and if you have to then you give him a time out you go Keno. let him settle down okay and then once he's settled down maybe a minute five minutes whatever then bring him back out try it again and so that you just got to learn because every day is a different deal you could have one fantastic day and the dog goes to bed and wakes up and it's like starting all over again welcome to puppyhood but i what kind of games do you play in the morning um,
3: just fetch. So
0: he'll, he'll chase his favorite toy and then bring it back to us. Okay. So then when does he start nipping you?
3: Um, it's not during that. It's not during playtime because playtime, he has really good manners. Mm-hmm. It's really when he, you know, he'll just all of a sudden we'll be cooking dinner and he'll jump up on the counter. He'll jump up on the, try to jump up on the counter, Okay, and, you know, just to see what we're doing or get food because okay. he can smell it. Yep. And then he gets angry. And so instead of jumping, he'll, He'll nip us uh-huh. in the leg or in, you know, uh-huh. the back or in the hand. Okay.
0: Uh,
2: but when
3: he really doesn't get what he wants.
0: Okay. Well, that that's a, a um what he's doing is testing you and so you've got to have a move for his move okay instead of just talking you know you got that spray bottle you can use a shake can with five pennies in it tape the top of it shake the can ah wrong and give him a time out you know in in my book puppies when you're making dinner should never be in the kitchen during dinner or eating they're in their kennels all right, so that they don't get used to being underfoot in the kitchen get stuff spilt on them and stuff like that the dog can come after dinner is done and the dishes are you know, uh, in you know, in the sink or whatever. Then if you want him to come through, and then scarf up any you know, scarf up any crumbs. That's fine. But anyway, so what you got to do is uh, places that he thinks are happening. You've got to regulate that for right now, so you don't set him up for bad habits in the future. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. And so Pretty that's what, get him in. Uh, my guess is that also too. Do you using any kind of a training collar with him? No. Yeah. Because, see, most dog schools that are out there, it's positive motivation. Treat, 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 treat. There is no real consequence to a behavior. I just told you what mom did. She took the teeth and put them around the neck and squeezed the crap and pinched the pup. The pup learned a lesson. Not that you have to be mean to the dog by no means, but there's a consequence, not a treat, okay? You want the dog to work from his heart, not his stomach. So that's why what I would do is that if you're using treats right now, it's pet first treat second pet first treat second and sometimes pet first treat goes back into your pocket and get the right training collar how many pounds is he right now 12 12 pounds okay go and get the star star mark dog training collar star mark dog training collar all right and then get that and it's it's got little pyramids blunt pyramids on it okay Mm -hmm. just leave his buckle collar on is he used to a collar right now oh yeah Okay, yep. so put it on with the with the buckle collar, and then as he gets used to it, he's gonna have a fit. He's gonna have a whole hissy fit because all of a sudden you have got control, and he's used to being the pushy. All right, well, can you hold on a sec? We got to run to break. <laughs> Poor, <Thank you. laughs> she's over there going. I- I got me all right. Uh, oh, never mind. We'll just go to break. All right. Jump back in. I didn't do a trivia question, so we're skipping. We're just going what? Oh. I thought you were maybe going to ask a trivia one now. No. No? no. We okay. Got, we got, got Jess waiting, Dr. Levy waiting. We got Tanya. So we just just jump right back in there. So Tanya, I bring up Tanya again. Tanya, are with us? Yep, I'm no, still here. Good, good. good. Okay, see, what what it is, is it, my guess is when you get this t- training collar, is that he's going to have a holy hissy fit. He's going to, like, twist your rear and have a fit. And the reason is called a temper tantrum. How dare you? I, I want to do what I want, not what uh, you want. And so that's why, you know, what he just needs is a little bit, Uh, You know, an attitude adjustment that, hey, no, I pay the feed bills. (laughs) I pay the vet bills. (laughs) We have rules in our house, and this is unacceptable behavior. And so that's why uh, a bump with the right training collar will get into the dog's head. And so then, you know, and then eventually he's going to start. Dogs do things for us out of respect and trust, and that is earned. It's not bribed by way of treats, all right? So that's why we've got to earn that respect and that trust. And then all of a sudden, you now you got a good relationship going. Now the dog is looking to you for direction. Okay. okay, so that's Perfect. the main thing, but I would definitely get him in that in that training collar because what he is, he's just being a sassy pants. He's yeah. just throwing it right back at you, and so the thing is, is obviously with those needle teeth, man, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> and so yep. anytime you check him, though, if he gives you a growl, you go, ah, 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 you be nice. Be nice. Don't be doing any alpha shakes or rollovers or anything like that. Don't be doing that, but we just got to get him in a different tune in the mind to look to you for direction, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, kiddo. Bye bye. All right. You know that's it's tough because I had a bird-a-doodle that had quite the attitude because they were he wasn't used to being asked to do anything. Okay, and they had him in a harness. And so they were used to kind of following him instead of having him. And honest to Pete, you know, he put up a pretty good hissy fitty. Oh, okay, but the next week when he came to class, honest to Pete, it was like, "Hello, he life realized, changing." Yeah, well, that's what it is. Is that all of a sudden he realizes that I can't, you know, BS my way through this. You have to, you know, I, I if I have to look to you for direction, and it's not by me master you, dog. It's just not putting up with shenanigans and then having a consequence to their. You know their action right is what it is you know so and teaching them words and what they mean when they bark it's quiet when they bite it's ah no bite when they're picking up something they're not supposed to hey leave it you know what i mean build that you know that growl gets their attention but then they learn the words so let's head back to dr levy she has been waiting patiently on the line yes she's up there we go hi dr levy Hi there. There you go. Um, Okay. Let's see. I was thinking of something else too. Well, we kind of touched on the flea tick and then, which is next guard or something like that. And then, um, now, how can you tell if a dog is having a reaction, if they do a spot on or any that they digest? What usually, first of all, I wish people would read the labels before they give these pets these things and understand what the side effects are. That's huge. Even when taking medicines, correct?
2: Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yes. So, so it just depends. With the spot on, sometimes you'll get local irritation or the hair falls out in the spot. Um, sometimes people tell me that they put them on their dogs and then the dog goes out and just runs around the house like crazy, like they're trying to get the stuff yep. off them. Yep. And so it probably burns. Okay. I probably wouldn't use that. Okay. okay. Um, and then, you know, the ones that you feed them, and also with the topicals, you can get just general um, malaise where the dogs don't feel well, they farf, um, they don't want to get out of bed for a couple of days. And so, you know, the first thing to do with a topical is to uh, bathe them, yeah. soap.
0: They do dish soap, and, yep, to get that oils yeah, off. try That's, to get it off. Yeah, no kidding. That's why, like I said, if they're going to do anything, I would... It, you, a lot of times, if there's a reaction with the ones that you digest, you, it's too, you can't do much. They're, it's in their system. You know, you can't rinse it off.
1: <laughs>
2: right, right. And those are definitely more difficult because they're built to last inside the dog's system for a while. Okay. And it's also more common. The ones that you feed them are more likely to cause seizures right. than the topicals, although the topical ones can as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are pretty dangerous chemicals. And, you know, if you have anybody in your household who is. Uh, immunosuppressed, or um, has an autoimmune disease, or who is sensitive to chemicals. A lot of people have multiple chemical sensitivities. And I would just stay away from those products because even if you feed it to your dog and you're like, okay, well, it's on the inside of my dog, but the way it works is the dog is exuding this chemical through the pores of its skin. And if you live with your dog or sit on the couch with your dog or maybe your dog sleeps on your bed, you probably don't want to be exposed to that chemical.
0: Yeah, people don't think of it down that way. It's it's crazy. But yeah, a good, these are
2: seriously toxic
0: yeah, chemicals. Yeah, you you brought up a good idea. I mean, well, since I've never used chemicals, I, I never thought of it that way. The only one back in my day it was uh, the flea collars. You know, everybody got flea collars, and I never understood right. that because you're petting the dog right where the collars and getting all those chemicals on you, and you're getting yeah, it's that totally do, drive me nuts on that. See, uh, I had a collar or a person with puppy strangles. Puppy strangles. And so I want to talk a little bit about what Strangles is. And, and, can, and can, is it just puppies or can any dog get it?
2: No, it's just eating puppies. It's a, it's an immune-mediated condition. So usually what it looks like is uh, they don't feel well. They might stop eating. They might have a fever. Typically, their face swells. So it's um, they get cellulitis in their face called uh, puppy cellulitis as well. Okay. Um, and so the conventional treatment is to give them steroids to reduce the inflammation. Uh, but it can be, like, threatening.
1: It's a pretty serious
2: condition. It's yeah. not usually the kind of thing where every puppy in the litter gets it, but, like, the, you know, maybe the weakest puppy in the litter.
0: Okay. And it's, non, so it, it's not contagious, correct?
2: It's not, it's not contagious. It's okay. not contagious. It's not caused by bacteria. It's not caused by anything like that. And usually they're, these are pretty young puppies you know eight nine ten weeks
0: right now yeah. so it's what is it? does it affect the immune system or how does this work
2: yeah yeah so um it's you know their immune system basically um stops functioning and so it it, it is a body-wide syndrome but okay. the way we see it is because you have a sick puppy and then typically their face well
0: okay okay now, because it affects immune system, is that a good time to give shots?
2: <laughs> right. So, you know, when, when things happen with puppies, whether your puppy has a UTI or diarrhea or uh, respiratory problems, you know, a cough or something like that, um, if that happens and you're somewhere in the middle of the puppy booster shot series, you have to stop the shot. Like, you have to give your puppy a break, let its immune system recover. However long that takes, you know, there's no rules about these things. So, you know, some people will say, well, I know my puppy has, you know, this problem, but his next vaccine is due in two weeks. So he needs to get better by then. Well, unfortunately we are not in charge of the universe. So, you know, you do what you can, but you might need to delay that next vaccine because you really should, you know, rehab them. You have to let their immune system completely recover. You have to feed them healthy things and, you know, do what you can to get them back on track.
0: Right. And don't be in a hurry of getting the next set because some vets led like people right. to believe that if they don't get that next set within X amount of time, that that first set or second set was no good. Right. And that's not correct.
2: Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, can't fall into that, uh, of that mistake. Okay. So I, I know I, I had a client who, uh, had a golden retriever puppy, and the puppy developed an ear infection, of course, um, after its last distemper shot, and she really, really wanted to give that rabies vaccine because she wanted the puppy to be a therapy dog. Uh. And you know, and I kept having to talk her down and so, say, you know what? Your dog's got the ear section. It's a detoxification. All then. Let's get back. We didn't have a chance
0: with uh, the trivia question, so I'm going to ask it after you right now. Why do cats purr? Why do you think, Hope? Oh, Why got, do cats purr? Oh, purr. Um, To get attention. Okay. Or they're happy. Okay. Okay. Dr. Levy, why do cats purr?
2: Um, sometimes they purr because they're happy and sometimes they purr because it, uh, makes them feel, makes themselves
0: feel better. Yep. Oh. The, the, the nervousness or contentment. And it also, this is what I don't get is that purr, cats can purr, uh, from illness. You know, I always thought of cat yeah. purrs, they're happy, but it's I same. didn't realize that they, they, if they're ill too, they can purr. So yeah. what the heck? The dead cat purring <laughs> all the time. So are you sick? Happy what?
2: <laughs> Make you fe- up cats.
0: Typical cat can't make up its <laughs> mind. You know? Good gravy. Okay, when you went, we kind of pushed pushed out. You were talking about that golden retriever that uh, you know that wanted to be a therapy dog and then was having ear troubles. And um, yeah.
2: yeah, and so it's yeah, So its owner was the owner was anxious to get the dog vaccinated for rabies, and I uh, had to uh, convince her every time just to wait, wait until the ear inspection had cleared up. Uh, You know, just like with kids, it's not a good idea for them to get their shots when they're ill. Well, doesn't it say
0: on all vials, or whether it's dogs, uh, animals, whatever, all vials, even humans, only administer to a healthy person or a healthy animal?
2: Correct. But I think conventional medicine does not have a good definition of health. Wow. And so basically, you know, if you have an ear infection maybe you're still healthy. If you're hypothyroid, maybe you're still healthy. Like they seem very confused about that.
0: Yeah, that is, oh, that totally drives me upside down. Because that's the thing is that people are just so quick. Now, with this puppy that I know, you know, with Strangles, they had it like September 1st, and then they wanted to next week give start pounding them with all the diseases. And, and the Strangles is a, an immune disorder. And so that would be the last thing. I would wanted to get that puppy really up and going before I zap him. Because oh, can you just imagine? He's already had a little bout that early. Oh. what uh, What oh. all 10,000 shots will do to this poor pup.
2: Right, and not only that, but the treatment is steroids, and so, you know, you probably should not get vaccinated while
0: you're on steroids, because they suppress the immune system, that's why you're using them. Ah, okay, it suppresses the immune system, steroids done. So in other words, then, you know, uh, yeah, the the immune system is really, really low. It was low to begin with. that's why the pup's sick, and then you put them on steroids, and ah, that's very interesting. Okay, we got uh, a couple of calls here. Let's see. We got uh, what we can bring up next. Who's Shelly? Shelly, and she has a question about her dog's eye injury. All right. Hi, Shelly. How you doing? Hi, good. Good, good. What kind of pupper Um, do you have?
2: Well, he's a a pit mix. Okay. And he's older. He's eight. I have no idea how he injured his eye because he's never outdoors without me. Okay. So it's confusing, but he's been to the bed. And they said he has um, an ulcer, eye ulcer, underneath, you know, lower down on his eye. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing ointment for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, you can't go into the vet, so you yeah. can't really talk to them yep. because you're out in the parking lot on right. the phone. Yep. And um, they said, well, the next step will be a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I am just wondering from the vet you have on the phone what that might mean. That should leave me. Yeah, so... Um, eye ulcers can also occur spontaneously so sometimes you poke yourself in the eye but sometimes you don't sometimes you know you can just develop a corneal ulcer it has to do with the immune system
0: the immune Um, system
2: yeah okay yeah you know it's one of these things that we don't understand sometimes they're called indolent ulcers these ulcers that develop spontaneously out of the blue no injury no trauma And they can be very difficult to clear up. And so your vet is absolutely right. Um, Like, this is not something to dink around with. If you, you know, treat it for a couple of weeks and it's not resolving, then yes, you go to the ophthalmologist. It will be worth the money in the long run. Because the ophthalmologist has treatments that your vet does not have available. Because you have to have specialty tools and lenses and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so... Uh, it, it will save you money in the long run because otherwise you could end up treating this with ointment for a year. And if it doesn't resolve by then, then you're at the ophthalmologist anyway. So I would say, yeah, absolutely. Go to the ophthalmologist.
0: ASAC. And one of the ophthalmologists and, that I dearly love, Shelley, is Dr. Olivero and he's Olivero. In, in, yeah, he's down in St. Louis park.
2: Yeah. Okay. Can you explain Arana what, what, what they would do? Oh yeah. And so they have, they, sometimes they do, um, uh, like a corneal debridement. So they can, sometimes ulcers don't heal because the edges of the cornea around the ulcer are kind of lifted. And then the cells that would normally repair the ulcer can't get to it. And so it's basically, um, they have, they have treatments that, you know, most of us veterinarians in practice are not going to accept because it takes right. specialty equipment and specialty knowledge. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I had a really nice guy, brought in a golden retriever. Uh, repeatedly, this dog had an ulcer and would not heal. And every couple of weeks, I think we saw the dog once a week at that time. And every week I said to him, you know, you really should go to an ophthalmologist. And this dragged on for six months. And for six months, mm-hmm. he came in every week and paid the bill. And then, at six months and one week, his wife came in with the dog. And she said, isn't there something else that we could do? And I said, yeah, please, go to a specialist. <laughs> and she did. It cost $180, to fix the problem.
0: Yeah, because, they, like I say, with the ophthalmologists, just like in the human world, they had the special equipment so they could see more and see, like, you know, they could just do more with their right equipment and their right. knowledge. I
2: mean, it, yeah, that's all. like, we're, we're not taught to do eye surgery. We're you
0: know eyes are delicate delicate structures so if there's something really wrong with an eye you want an ophthalmologist touching it okay okay so yeah dr o'reilly you bet yeah. in in st louis Olveri, i worked at, right? yeah o'reilly yep. uh, and Agaral. i yeah o'reilly oliveiro there we okay. go. In St. Louis Park. Just put dog optimalist in St. Louis Park and he'll come up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I appreciate I everything. Okay, you bet. You have yeah. a great... Thanks for the call. Have a great evening. All right. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of times, like I say, the specialist, like the eye is, like you said, very intricate, very delicate, and that sometimes it's just better just to go straight, you know, to The professional on, you know, the one that has all the tools and that's a specialty because it is such a, uh,
2: right. Right. Because an an uncomplicated ulcer, like if you poke yourself in the eye with something, honestly, it should heal up in a few days. Okay. And so if it doesn't, it means that there's some underlying immune system problem. Like there's some reason that it's not healing. Okay. And continuing to throw ointments in it is not going to make it heal.
0: Okay. That makes sense. You're, so that's
2: where the ophthalmologists come in handy.
0: There you go. There you go. And there's Loraco up in Loraca Larocka, Laarocka, right?
2: <laughs> Lura, yeah, LaRocca.
0: Okay. Yeah, we got O's. We got A's. <laughs> now I can't say it. right.
2: We're all over
0: the place here, you know. Because yeah, there, there's only a couple specialists there. So, but anyway, so so the strangles, basically, puppy strangles, then is a uh, a malfunction of the immune system. And it happens only to young puppies, like what, under four months or what? Uh, I I seriously
2: have seen it in puppies, you know, eight, nine, ten
0: weeks. I think that's that's about it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and then, like I said, the main thing is that that, uh, immune system. Is to you know not be pounding it. The same with humans, whatever. Don't be doing when you got an earache or you got don't feel good. You got a fever, or whatever. Don't be doing vaccinations at that time because I mean your system is already dealing with something. And unfortunately, with all the vaccines that they put into our, our dogs and our cats, you know what happens is that you know it really not that many diseases go into their system. Now about Lyme shot. Now there isn't a shot for humans, and why is there one for our dogs and our horses? What do you feel that uh, it's a warranted to do a Lyme shot in the dog world?
2: You know, I don't I don't necessarily know what they do for human studies, but I think in animals, uh, they don't do safety studies. So they're really looking for, um, does this vaccine prevent this disease? Not, does this vaccine harm my patient? Right. And then it, with some diseases, this is why I don't recommend the Lyme vaccine, uh, or leptospirosis or yeah is because with some diseases, even if it only prevents 20% of cases, often the FDA is like, well, that's more than zero. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, so it's not necessarily that each vaccine has been proven to be 100% effective at protecting against disease. Right. There's There's no way. Uh-huh. That's not possible. Now, the rabies vaccine is pretty darn good but it is definitely possible that your dog is vaccinated against rabies and does not have a proper immune response. It's not likely, but it's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some vaccines just really don't work nearly as well. Mm -hmm. And so then you have to say, well, if the vaccine has all these side effects, what am I more worried about? And I know that there's, a lot of fear about Lyme disease, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, my neighbor got Lyme disease and never recovered, and Mm -hmm. my friend's dog died of Lyme disease. And so I think that antibiotics are, personally, I think antibiotics are not the way to go with Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. If you're on a good diet, if you're taking some healthy supplements, you're going to be better off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you do get Lyme disease, it's a lot easier to treat natural methods.
0: Like, what natural methods?
2: Um, I, You know, it, it depends on the individual case, but I right. might use something like echinacea. Um, I might use some of the standard process supplements. Okay. Um, homeopathic remedies, depending on how the animal presents. Okay. Um, you know, maybe, yep. maybe yep. take the dog to the chiropractor.
0: Right, right. Okay, yeah, but like I said, all of a sudden, boy, they're really shoving shots for horses, dogs, and cats. They're coming out, you know, like okay, now you got to do this one, now you got to do that one. So you got to look at what's the chances of your dog getting it, and then keeping your dog healthy because most parasites and most things happen when the dog isn't doesn't have a good diet or the gut system is up and going. So anyway, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I sometimes you just. Uh, and people just don't know which way to turn because they're saying, "Well, or why do it? Why would our vet steer us wrong?" But if that's where they've got to read the book "Shock to the System," S H O C K, shock to the system by O'Driscoll, Understand vaccines and then kind of go from there. Hey, okay, hold on, Doctor Jess, want to come back? We'll say goodbye to you. So, uh, uh, get ready to say your farewell. Well, not your farewell, but <laughs> oh, where did the book go? Well, oh, here it is. Okay, got a riddle for you. You ready? Here we go. Okay, Peter's father. Keeps his fishing boat at the dock. The boat has a ladder that hangs over the side, almost touching the water. The rungs are 11 inches apart. How many rungs are underwater during the high tide when the water rises 10 inches? We'll be right back.
1: Okay, now I know that one.
0: (laughs) Okay, you ready? Peter's father keeps his fishing boat at a dock. The boat has a ladder that hangs over the side, almost touching the water. The rungs are 11 inches apart. How many rungs are underwater during high tide when the water raises 10 inches?
2: I don't know. Okay. (laughs)
0: Hope you say you don't know. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Jess. I don't know either
2: because I don't know where the rungs are on the ladder.
0: Okay. Well, guess what?
2: There's so... Yeah. Is that part of it? Think about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's a boat. It floats. It floats. Okay. okay? Yes. So as the tide Latter comes in, the, the boat the boat oh, is just going oh, to
2: the boat, the rise. The
0: no. boat's going to rise. Oh. So the ladder will just stay the same. There won't be any rungs underwater under because the boat Wait, will ride with the, the dock. T- Say again? Wasn't there
2: a dock in the
0: story? Yeah, the father keeps his fishing boat at a dock. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Okay? <laughs> the boat has a ladder, hangs over the side, almost touch <laughs> almost touching the water. The rungs are 11 inches apart. How many rungs are underwater during high tide when the water raises 10 inches? None. None. All Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Very good. All Very right. good. Okay, Dr. Levy, uh, how can they get a hold
2: of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-wet-pair.com.
0: Okay, do you have any... I appreciate you hanging on and coming in and out and in and out. One of these days, you will get your friendly face down here. So that'll be a lot easier than between times instead of waiting for commercials and stuff like that. So is there anything you want to leave my listeners
2: with? Um, Your listeners are all extremely intelligent, and they love their pets.
0: Yes. Then keep them healthy, correct? Yeah,
2: and I think maybe... Maybe in the spring, maybe we'll
0: know where they just a little bit better. We should teach another dog and cat nutrition class. There you go. That'd be good. Nutrition class, yeah, we definitely need to do that. So, Well, like I said, thank you so much for your time and spending your Sunday afternoon with me. Uh, good luck and keep doing what great job you do and holistically keeping all those puppers and cats and such uh, up and going. So thank you for your time, Dr. Jessica. Thank you. You bet. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Okay, now we got one listener that's been hanging on forever. Let's see if we could try to get t- to her, him. I don't yes, know. we what have we Tina.
1: Oh, and I can't see it. I'm a tube glasses. T- <laughs> and um, when her kids play, the dog wants to play, obviously, but sometimes is using its teeth. Oh, yeah,
0: that's what they do. Hi, Tina. How you doing? Good. Good, good. good. What Hopefully kind of dog? We
1: can, um, a 12-week-old German Shepherd. Okay, 12 week Okay. Yeah. And this behavior just started within the last week. Yeah. So it's a pretty new behavior. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, so. But my, my human children are 12 and nine. Yep. And, you know, like, like she said earlier, when they get to rough housing or get really excited when they're watching sports and something great happens, um, this puppy gets excited too. And he uses his teeth on them.
0: Right. So we're going to let the dog start uh, now when the, when the kids are, really animated the dog should be on a leash hooked to somebody so what they yep. if they get he gets starts getting animated that you can give him a correction ah, 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 ah. be nice be nice a, mm-hmm. all right so you could follow through with something if the kids are running you know yep. animated then the dog is either hooked to a human that's not running <laughs> okay so you got control of the situation or he's in his kennel and then when everybody settles down then the dog can come out just have a regular nylon leash and a of collar so you got something to quick step on or grab to follow through because each week now that the dog gets older he's going to be more testing to see what he can and cannot get away with up to this point he's been pretty much your shadow but now he's starting yep. to become an independent to see how things work what words does he need to learn and what behavior behavior is, is accepted remember no tug-of-war games And no wrestling games. I would suggest that you get the book, um, you know, the big book of tricks for the best dog ever. Okay. Big book of tricks for the best dog ever. Some of the uh, the tricks are click and treat. Forget the clicker. Here's the treat, you know, type Mm -hmm. thing. Have the kids pick out whatever, you know, pick out like three tricks that are fairly easy. And each one can pick out what they want to do. All right. Great. You start out with the simple tricks, and now they're doing constructive things with the pup. The pup is looking to them for direction. And then yes. uh, there's another one called brain teasers for dogs. And uh, the puppies at this stage have an attention span of a gnat. exactly and so um so i mean but the whole thing is it's just little bits of input here there and everywhere to keep them you know and remember a shepherd originally was a herding dog so when things are in motion they're going after the hands and the feet and the the butt
1: right yes because that's what happened today my boys were outside playing army or whatever we live on acreage so they were outside playing and he was with them on a leash yep um, and of course things got crazy and animated yeah. and he did, he nipped right at my nine-year-old right in the tush. You and bet. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I wasn't even with to do anything. So yeah. I wasn't sure if there's tips and tricks that I can give them when it's happening and I'm not around.
0: Well, see, that's the thing is that they've got to earn that. And that's by teaching the dog okay. some a trick or something. Then they're starting to build respect and trust. Okay. And then they could now in the house, let's say they're running, you know, you get a bite at you or bite at your feet. Get your plant, Mister. Fill it with uh, fill it with water. Set it on stream, and then, yeah. like as let's say, he's going after your feet. You give him a you give him a deep growl, ah, and then blast, and then leave it. Okay, ah, blast, leave it. As soon as the pup backs off, call me, say thank you. Don't say good boy. Good boy gets him all nutsy in the headsy. It's like, research, you don't have to think. So you just call me, say thank you. You may have to go half apple cider vinegar, half water. But first start out with the water, and then figure out your words. If he's nipping, it's ah, no bite. If he's going after your feet, hey, leave it. If he's barking, it's ah, quiet. All right, so the whole thing is set up. The rules show them, and I really don't like kids Well, 12 is kind of the one. Because most kids, doing the blast in the face, it becomes a game. And it's it's not, and now all of a sudden it's not okay. going to work because they're overusing it. So sure. I'd rather. So that's why it's. But to tell the kids, you know, if they're animated, you're setting the wheels in motion. You know, and it's only going to get worse because as it now when he gets to be four, four and a half months, he's really independent and really testing what he can and cannot get away with. And so that's why by having the kids teach him tricks and do a little bit of obedience and maybe some brain teasers, yes. it, it, then it's earning that trust and respect, and they're they're going to have a better time of it. But anytime. Okay the boys are in animation you know playing war or whatever type thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean then the dog can't you know you could be out there with the dog on a long line and you're attached to the long line so the dog can see what's going on but he can't get to the kids to do it or you could be just have him on a six-foot leash and just sit on the bulk of the leash while you're sitting in the backyard so the pup can watch but doesn't get into the thick of things because when all the animation is going on Okay. okay. And you may okay. say, well, how is he going to learn this? You know, but as he ages, and that animation isn't as strong to go after it. And he'll learn later when you teach him the words that you need. You know, like, ah, ah leave it. Like, he looks like he's going to go grab something ah, yeah. ah, that he learns. So you're going to be teaching him the words you need so that eventually he can interact when the boys are being silly and such like that. But now you've taught him the words and what they mean. So it's going to, he'll be able to play nicely. And those okay. needle teeth start. Leaving it about you know four months, four and a half months, yes. and once those razor teeth get out of there, the life's a lot better too. You know, the clothes don't get shredded in the whole kit and caboodle. So. Right. So that's just the main okay. thing. Get the boys interested in, that. like I said, the big book of tricks for the best dog ever or brain teasers by Soderman because that now they, they can focus. Now they got a task to do, all right? So yes. now you can sit with one, you know, one of the kids, the dog, and then uh, so that is just the two humans and the dog. And then when you can see the, that your child has got the gist of how to train, then back off a little bit mm-hmm. and let him just take control. And so okay. then as things start and they start understanding how the dog learns, Things will come together better and better and quicker and quicker, and things will start going smoother for you. Okay?
1: Great. Oh, perfect. Thank okay. you so much.
0: You bet, kiddo. Give me a call up at katie's K9 if you need any more help will okay. do thanks so Take much care. bye-bye hey all thanks for listening greatly appreciate it great job hope as uh, usual uh, go to my mytalk1071.com check out what hope posted on my show page and the podcast and my facebook uh, page i posted a really good article uh, about it so anyway so you guys have a great week don't hide your dogs train them or you know what if you don't train them you can't blame them see you next week
1: Until- betrayed.